Kia ora and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Exeter Trials Football Podcast, the home of alternative football. It's Monday the 23rd of November here in Auckland, New Zealand. Joining me on the pod all the way from lockdown Britain, it's Lyle the Perth Gunner Stewart. In this episode, we look back at the mixed fortunes of the home nations, as well as doing the roundup of game week nine in the Premier League. And to finish off, we talk about Wrexham's Hollywood takeover. Hope you enjoy the pod. Hey, Z, how are you, mate? Can you hear me? I can hear you, mate. Good morning. Yeah, Rudy, mate. How are you? What's, oh, sorry. What's happening? Good evening, I should say. Yeah, good evening. <laughs> how you doing, mate? It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, I know. It has been a while, mate. It's been a while. It's, uh, gr- oh, I should say, greetings from lockdown Britain, mate. Greetings from lockdown Britain. Uh, you what, you got like a week left, right? Yeah, well, a week and then probably another five months or six months or something. <laughs> so, yeah. These are desperate times we live in out here, mate, that's for sure. It's, um, wow, mind-blowing, isn't it? So um, what's been different about this lockdown then compared to the first one you had? Do you know what? I think with the first one, everyone was like proper up for it. Do you know what I mean? Like Zoom calls, like, you know, there's a lot of innovation, a lot of collaboration, uh, you know, everyone was sort of getting creative, whereas I think with this one here, everyone's just over it, really, and sort of just resigned to the fact that it's going to be another sort of month of misery. Um, yeah, that's, I guess that's the only way I can describe it. I mean, yeah, it's it's there's not much going on out here, mate. It's like, you know, bit of sports on the weekend, bit of TV, and and, and that's it. It's, um, it, is, it is Groundhog Day. You keeping fit, though? Oh, try it, mate. The bastards shut the gym on me, didn't they? Fucking wankers, <laughs> mate. I, you know, I didn't care about the... You know, I got to a stage where it's like, you know, after a while, you're sort of giving up. So it's like, at first, they reopened the pubs and you could go in um, as long as you had a table book. So then they sort of, you know, was, was the rule of six and all of this malarkey, which was all right, fine. And then in the end, it was like, you could only go with people in your household. So I just sort of, sort of gave up on that. And uh, so, yeah, I was enjoying the gym and all of that. Now it's shut and it's like, the only choice I've got is to go running. It's like bloody six degrees and 10, no, 50 mile per hour winds. You know what I mean? It's like unbelievable, mate. So it's like, it's me, you know, seven o'clock in the morning out running, you know, going for a bloody 10 kilometer run, freezing my bollocks off. You know what I mean, man? It's just it's character building, mate. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'm out there on, on you know, doing the circuit. Stay in there, brother. You only got a week yeah, left, mate. I think. Yeah, a week, week. Permitting, if that's, you know, assuming our overlord his his excellency you know <laughs> boris doesn't have other ideas uh yeah i, I watched the news this morning um it was a little uh, snippet about the uk how all four countries agreed that christmas could go ahead that's good exactly yeah i mean it should be a christmas this year which is nice you know something to look forward to so no fingers crossed about that that should be a, <laughs> be a nice little treat yeah. Well, do you know what? I was a, a mate of mine who just called me then. He was asking about my, my Christmas plans, pal of mine down in London. And um, yeah. I was saying, you know, it's you don't want to get your hopes up, do you really? Um, so it's, yeah, oh, you know, it would be nice to do something with my family and everything down in London. We'll, we'll wait and see. But yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. It sounds positive. So uh, yeah, here we go. There's no chance you'll be back watching football anytime soon, right? No, no, I think that's, I can't see fans in the ground until what I would say is next season proper, if that makes sense. Mm. So probably, it's probably September next year, isn't it? Because you've got Euros in the, in, the, in, the, in the summer and then with a delayed start to the season. So you're looking at like September 21, unless obviously they're trying to get fans back in the ground for, for the Euros in, in, in 2021, which is um, kicking, I think that's June, July um, out yeah. here. So yeah, yeah, but I, I don't think there'll be fans in, in the ground anytime soon at all, mate. It's good that you've uh, mentioned the Euros. A uh, little segue there for you. So, um, yeah, international break has just been and gone. And, uh, Indeed. I mean, 2020 has already been a weird year, a strange year. Liverpool won the league amongst other things. Yeah. But, um, well, do you know what? 2020 is, is what's a year We're in the football? Do you know what I mean? It's like you've got, um, obviously, Liverpool ending the 30 year drought. You've got Leeds United coming back up to the Premier League after. Uh, you know, 16 years in the wilderness, effectively. And then Scotland have qualified for a, for a major tournament. I mean, if there's not a God out there, then I don't know what there is, to be honest with you. I mean, that has got to be serious prayers answered for a lot of people. Do you know what I mean? It's mad. You know what's funny about it? They've not qualified since 1998 World Cup, right? And I remember, um, I look back at photos recently of um, when you came on holiday to Wales, right? In West Wales. And um, you wore 
used to wear that to death that um that world cup shirt do you remember it with the, the yeah, mascot? Yeah. I'm not sure what the mascot's uh, called, but it's a long time, eh? It's not like yeah, yeah. I've made you bring it back. I know exactly. Yeah, it has. It is a long time. It's a long time. And it, do you know what's crazy is I think um you know Scotland football's been through through a hell of a lot since then. Um, you know a hell of a lot really. Um, you know you, you look at it and you think to yourself, wow, that's 20, 22, 22, 20, 23 years is a long time away from a major tournament. Oh, what's the name of that mascot? Footix. Oh, there yeah, go. there you go. There you go. I can what? see the face. Uh, the cockerel, isn't it? That red bloody cockerel. Mad, <laughs> yeah. mad. absolutely mad. Well, yeah, so Scotland did it. They did it on pens, which is like another thing that's quite baffling. They did back-to-back pens. They they got through their semi-final playoff through mm. pens against Israel, and they did it again in Serbia. And um, I watched um, the penalty shootout, and you know what? It was a typical Scottish thing, really, because it's like they scored the goal, in Serbia, and then mm. literally last kick of the game, they concede off the corner. And you think, oh, well, you know, they're going to go out here and on the extra time. And then uh, David Marshall, who I thought retired years ago, but he's still playing, um, made a cracking save in the shootout. And then, um, yeah, Mitrovic was the one that missed the the pen. Of all players from Serbia, you think, yeah, Mitrovic was yeah, I know right? it was, yeah, it, it, exactly. And um, it's interesting because. You know, you look at it and, and and you think to yourself, that is incredible from Scotland to hold their bottle in, in that position, you know, to, like you said, concede the goal so late. You think, OK, here we're going to go again. But, um, yeah, textbook penalties, wasn't it, really? And, um, well, I mean, Mitro would obviously be gutted about that. But um, I think Scotland deserved it, to be honest with you. They, they held their nerve, didn't they? Held their nerve to the end. Oh, I mean, to go out to Belgrade of all places, yeah, there was no crowd there, which I thought they were quite fortunate there was no crowd there. But Yeah, um, good shout out. I mean, you know, it is what it is, really. But they've uh, they're qualified, and I think the main prize for them is uh, uh, a game at Wembley against England. Oh, that's going to be... that. I'll be <laughs> honest with you, you've got, you, they're going to have to shut the country down that day. Can you imagine that? England, Scotland in the summer at Wembley. I mean... <laughs> If assuming things are open by then, there will be hundreds of thousands of Scots descending on London. It will be the whole. It'll just be an absolute. You may as well just call it a national holiday now. Do you know what I mean? If it's especially if they played midweek, you know, there's no no work's going to get done, is it? Do you know what I mean? Everyone no. will be in the. You know, assuming it's an evening. I'm, I'm I'm having I'm having you know glorious dreams of it being something like a 7 p.m. kickoff in the evening. People in the pub from two o'clock pissed out of their brains by sort of six seven and just all sorts of antisocial behaviour descending. Uh, be absolute scenes, mate. Absolute scenes, and there's no guarantee England will win that either. Do you, you don't think so? I mean, it's a long way to the Euros. I mean, it, it's tournament football, mate. Any anything can happen, especially a game like that, mate. At the Euros, do you know what I mean? You you, you know, if the, the Scots are up for it, you know, they can get if, if yeah. fans are back, they get a few fans in Wembley. I mean, the place would be rock. The place would be rocking, in it. I mean, we'll do this properly, like lean up to the tournament. But looking at it now, based on current form. Do you think England win the group? I think it depends what England turn up, really. And I don't think that, that answers your question, does it? I think my, my big sort of criticism with England is they just don't seem to have any consistency or form against against the top team. So it's, uh, you know, you look, at, you look at the group and you think, OK, we've got some, you know, Scotland is a banana skin. Mm. Um, Czech Republic is definitely beatable. And then... Um, Croatia is the final team in the group, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and so you look at it and you think to yourself, yeah, they're not the same Croatia. It's an ageing squad, actually. Um, you know, So, yes, we should top the group. On current form, will we top the group? I don't think so, actually. I don't, I don't think we will. I think we'll come in second. Um, Do you I reckon? We'll, we'll come, yeah, I think we'll somehow find a way to, you know, cock it up, pressure on at home, and we'll, we'll come second in the group. Probably, you know, Croatia will, 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 will top it. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I've been doing some little, um, you know, predictions, and um, I've, I've got England to win the group easily. But then mm. the the prize of winning the group, <laughs> sort of a booby prize, really, because you'll play the runners-up of Group F. I think it's Group mm. F. Um, and that's the the group of death, like literally the group of death. There's always a yeah. group of death per every tournament, yeah, but this is the worst one. You you get the prize of playing either Germany, France, Portugal, or Hungary. Yeah, each you know, geez, I mean, <laughs> Germany, France, Portugal. I mean, let, let's be honest with you. If England come up against any of any of those three teams, they're going to give Germany, France, or Portugal. They're going to give them a, a hell of a lot of problems. Um, I, I think. 
so so my my big criticism of England actually is that they don't under Southgate he's he he almost seems to want to play very defensive in in the big games mm. um, and and you saw it um, when we played Belgium last week in the Nations League where effectively we've <laughs> we've got like seven or eight defensive players on the park do you know what I mean he's gone with his he's gone with his back five plus um plus Dyer in the midfield oh, so plus sorry Mount plus plus um Hend- um I think it was uh, it was Rice and um. And Henderson in the midfield. I, I can't remember who's in there, but you know, he's packing like seven or eight defensive players in there. Whereas I think, it, in, in my opinion, you know, it, in tournament football, it goes one or two ways. You either outscore the, the opposition or you are so good defensively that you'll, you'll squeak, a, squeak a win, if you know what I mean. I don't think England's defence is good enough to do that. So I think we've just got to try and outscore teams. Do you think that defeat in, um, in Belgium is a bit... Uh, do you think the scoreline was a fair one, the reflection of the game? Because when you look at it, um, like Jack Grealish played really well, I thought, in all the games he's played so far. But particularly yeah, with Belgium, look, I, I thought they were unlucky to not score a goal. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I think if you set up so negatively away from home against a good Belgium side, your game plan is going to get blown out of the water when you concede in the first 10, 10 minutes like we did. You know, it, it's almost your worst case disaster. So Tillman's scored from the first 10, 10 minutes, which is as a bullet. And then Mertens, is, is, he scores, I think, you know, 25th minute, something like that. And so when you're, when you're always, you're, when your game plan is reactive, you know, you're going to sit back, you're going to sit back, you're going to sit back, you're going to sit back. I almost think, you know, you're almost waiting for, for something like that to happen. Whereas I, I, if we'd gone out with a, you know, a 4-3-3 three, three or something like that and being a bit more positive, then you think to yourself, it doesn't matter, you know, if we go one, one, one down, we can score straight away. Yeah. But um, I think the tactics were just too negative for me, to be honest with you. And I think that, this is a, a problem for Southgate. Is he? He almost doesn't seem to back himself to outplay other good teams. If, if that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So it, it, obviously, tactics is an issue. But do you think his um, his team selection is that another problem there for England? Well, it seems like he's got two two teams. I mean, the the first one is you've got you know his, his team which he plays, which where where he likes to sort of almost what, what I'd call shut up shop, right? So yeah. You look at you look at who's who's played on, on against Belgium. You have got Walker, Dyer, Mings, right? So that's your, your three um, centre halves. You then got Trippier, right? Who's your, your outside? You know your, your right wing fullback. You have got Chilwell on the other side, right? You then got Henderson and Rice. In my opinion, you've got seven defensive players there. Do you know what I mean? Henderson and Rice, you know, I'm not 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 mugging them or not slating yeah. them off by, by any way of the imagination. I think they're very good. They're both very good at what they do, right? Um, but you know going forward, they're not going to offer you a lot. So you're literally reliant on on three players. You've got Mount, Kane and Grealish who are gonna who are gonna score the goals. And I mean, no disrespect, you know. Yes, Mountain Grealish will will pop up with a goal. Kane can't can't do it all himself, can he? So I think it just doesn't work when, when, when you play. I don't think the fifth fully. Um, I was watching Roy Keane and um, Ian White on, on ITV the other night. Um, you know they were analysing, you know, some, you know the recent England games, you know the Iceland game, and um, and and, Belgium, and they were saying exactly that. You know they've got to go four three three or or four two three one. They've just got to be a bit more a bit more positive. So the other home nations, uh, Northern Ireland, they missed out on um, qualification for the Euros, and then they got relegated. Yeah, they got relegated by default, actually, in the Nations League, because um, I think the fixture concerning Romania, um, they got given a three-point win, I think, by default due to COVID. So um, that ensured that the Northern Ireland got relegated. And then um, Scotland, who were yeah, literally the, the, to Scotland, who were literally the best team in the world a week ago, uh, ended up losing the <laughs> two games in the Nations League. All they needed was two points from two games. I know, mad, isn't it? I mean, what happened there, Scotland? Yeah, I mean, the problem for them is it's like, I still think they've got massive question marks with their um, forward options, if you know what yeah. I mean. And, you know, and I've, I've spoken about this before with Scotland, but it's like, you know, international football, you want to win games, you need to score goals. And I think they are still still a little bit lacking in that department. They must have been hung over for the last two games, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a few too many, bo- few too many bottles of whiskey. Because they played in, um, obviously, they played the, the qualifying in, um, in Serbia and Belgrade, and then they went to Bratislava for um, Slovakia. So I'm not sure if that, what the COVID restrictions over there. So the, the guys might have been on town. Yeah, probably and been, then, um, been on, on, the lo- on the local, on the local, local then, drop. 
and then they went down to um, Israel um, as well. So, yeah, they're stuck in Group B, but uh, a team that didn't bottle it at last. At last, we've won a group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives well. It gives well. I don't know if you get a cup for that, but if you do, I mean, that's uh, that's that's something to put on the shelf, is it? Mate, managerless Wales. Uh, I mean, we can't talk about the Ryan Giggs then because I, I don't think <laughs> I don't sued anything. But um, we've not had Ryan Giggs the last three games. Uh, looking pretty good, mate. I said it all along. Giggs out. Well, yeah, you started to play some good football, mate. I mean, James, you know, he looks like he's the next Gareth Bale, mate, from, <laughs> from that kind of performance he put in. Um, you know, over those those two, you know, the, you know, the both games, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, from a well, I think if you're a Welsh fan, I mean, you contrast that to the previous international um, round when obviously you'd mm. played against England, and you know, it was just looking a bit a bit drab and boring. Whereas I think you just looked a lot more exciting. You looked a lot more. Um, energetic if, if, if that made sense um so i think from from your perspective you, you, you would you'd, you'd be a bit more optimistic i think if i was a world football fan yeah i agree mate I agree. it helps when the referee sends off uh the finland player after what 10 minutes but oh uh, you can uh... only you can only play against what's in front of you can't you <laughs> exactly 10 men we'll do that we'll take that every game but um mm. yeah robert page has just come in and he's sort of the caretaker role for now and uh, I'll I'll just give him the job, mate. We don't need Giggsy. Give Pagey, oh, Giggsy, give Pagey to the end of the season. We're doing it. Giggsy's Giggsy's yesteryear's news, mate. I think you bring in uh, bring in Pagey and uh, yeah, see what you lot can do at the um, at the Euros. Did you, did you hear what? Because um, I'm not sure if you know, mate, but Arsenal have got one of the assistant coaches is uh, assistant coach yeah, from Wales, yeah. right? And um, Jose Mourinho before the international break gave him shit because he's like, I don't want Bale playing all three games. I heard that. I mean, Bale doesn't even play for um, Wales at the best of times, let alone three <laughs> games. I mean, he's probably you got to buy a lottery ticket, mate, if you wanted to play three <laughs> games. Bloody hell, that's uh, that's unheard of in in recent years. Um, him playing three games on the bounce, no chance. <laughs> you know what? We should do a documentary finding hmm. Gareth Bale. Where, where is the bloke? Do you know what I mean? I want to know where he is. <laughs> you know, he's, he... Right, he's coming back, mate. Right? He's, oh, he's, he's taking he's taking his time, but he's coming back. There's flashes in them left. I think he's still got <laughs> he's got someone left in them, mate. Wait till the Euros and something will happen, hopefully. But I think what's um been promising about uh, this international window, because the last one's a bit of a disaster, but um just a bit. Just a little bit, eh? Um I think it was, going into the Finland game, I'm not sure if you know this, mate, but it was only two countries of all the nations in Europe that haven't conceded a goal in the Nations League it was us yeah and yeah, the yeah, mighty I know, I know. Gibraltar <laughs> G- the rock of Gibraltar <laughs> but I kick off in Finland uh, Gibraltar conceded a goal I think so it was just us and uh, it was looking good mate not conceded a goal in over eight hours of football and then um Pookie scored a goal. I'm not surprised he scored. Pookie, Pookie party, the Pookie party. But it didn't matter in the end. We won the game 3-1. And uh, it's, I think, Wales' best competitive run ever. 11 games now. And well, you look at it and you lot, you lot sort, you, you cleaned up really, isn't it? I mean, six matches, something like, was it five wins a draw? I mean, yeah. you can't, you know, I mean, you, you know, okay, it was, wasn't the most exciting football, was it? I mean, when you look at the fact that a lot of, uh, you know, one, 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 what one nils and then sort of shut up shop. But I mean, look, don't you know? You don't. You know, when you top the group, who cares? Really, I mean, it's, it's, that's that's football, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. about results. It, and international yeah. football is about results, mate. Exactly right. And the best thing about it is, more or less, got a place uh, in the World Cup playoffs now. Yeah, which is well, probably a, you know it, it has to be you know you, you know from a from a Welsh football perspective. I mean, quote to quote, you could say you've arguably had a bit of a golden generation with, with some of the players who've, who've come through. With some potential, you know, youngsters coming through the through the ranks at the moment. Um, so you, you sort of think to yourself, well, the World Cup in in, in twenty two is about right, if if that makes sense. Mm. Not that's trying a, to not trying to you no, know not no, trying to preempt it. No, that's the one. That's what we want, mate. Like I think um, I spoke to someone the other day, and they were like, okay, where should we finish in, in the Euros? I'm like, the Euros is a free hit for whoever the manager is, um, because if you look at it, mate, we've only got like I think four from the last Euro squad in this current squad now, four or five players. So it's a totally different team. And we've gone through like a period of transition, but we've somehow gone back to back, you know, qualifications for Europe, which is a, a brilliant thing, you know, which we've never done before. And then um, 
you know, we're playing now most of our games without Bale, Ramsey and Allen because he's still injured. So it shows you that we've got other players around. <laughs> you've got a young, it's average age of the team quite young as well, isn't it? When, yeah. when, 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 when you look at it, I mean, and that's, that's it, isn't it? I mean, it's, it is, it's interesting because I think, you know, arguably you'd say that you've got probably, you know, you might have Gunter, Chris Gunter, Bale, Ramsey, Allen, um, and um, Ben Davis, really, and that's the only Ben Davis. Yeah, I can that's think of. yeah. They're 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 gonna you know they'll be your sort of veteran tournament. But then I think it's um it, it's exciting for you when when you look at potentially some of the players who are coming through. You've got you know, um, you know James at, at, at United, and you know I think you know he's he's still very early doors in in, in his United career as well. Um, and then you know you look at players like Kiefer Moore, who's a bit of an unknown quantity. Mm. Um, you know you look at um, Brooks. Wilson. Brooks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you've got Ro- Roden, Roden, who's gone to Tottenham. Um, you know, ah, for, mate, Roden, I don't know, mate. I, you know what? I hope Roden, because I think uh, Spurs have got an injury, I think, at the back. So, um, mm. old viral. So, maybe Roden gets a chance. The youngster at Liverpool, Williams. Um, yes, that's right. Yeah, Nicky Williams. So, yeah. so, you know, can we do something with this lot? You know, it's not the worst crop in the world. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, twenty two is not not unachievable, but I think if you if you're going to get there, you need you need your Ramses and your Bales just to yeah. sort of step in a bit, don't you? Uh, more or less, mate. We've still got we've got we're literally two games away from a World Cup when you look at it because we've got we're guaranteed yeah. the playoff spot. Regard, you know, usually we do really poor anyway. We're not going to finish top two in our group, um, regardless of who the draw is going to be, you know, or when the draw is going to happen. But um, we'll find some way to bottle it and not finish second. So we'll need to rely on that playoff spot and just hope that the big teams like France, Spain, uh, Portugal, Belgium qualify outright because that will ensure Yeah, that, yeah, um, yeah, no, of course, cool. <laughs> the one, you the one time you that want any, any doozies, any yeah. doozies thrown in there. Do you? You, you, want, you want a nice, you want a nice cruisy game playing someone of the likes of, um, you know, like a, like a Turkey or a Serbia, do you know what I mean? Someone <laughs> like that, just a standard sort of game, nothing silly. Do you, do you reckon there should have been any international break, uh, break or football as well uh, with the yeah. whole COVID? Because that's, that's, I mean, that's what's, you know, so many players have, have come down with, with the virus in it. I mean, that's the thing about it. And I mean, you, you know me, I've been banging the drum about international football for such a long period of time. Yeah. Where I think that you should, similar to rugby, where you've got your defined calendar, um, I think you should only play international football at the start and the end of the season. Um, that 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 to me that's the logical solution. You play, you know, or, or you play it in one big block at the end of the season, and then maybe one one time during the, the season. But I don't see the value in the current calendar. But hey, that's just me. Yeah, it was a bit of a mess, wasn't it? Like, I, I just don't, I can't get my head around how COVID works because it's like uh, in the the Irish game, right? There's like four players that tested positive, right? And they played mm-hmm. a ninety minute game of football. One of them's in the Spurs camp, and then. If you look on the field, there's four players that that play at Spurs. You think all four would get COVID, right? But then only one of them got COVID. And then yeah. Mo Salah, he he apparently caught COVID um, going to his brother's wedding, right? I'm not sure if he's proven it was his brother's wedding, but he went to his brother's wedding in Egypt and then he mm. came back um, uh, with the virus. Yeah, yeah, I know. That was crazy, wasn't it? The fact that he's, he's sort of gone out to Egypt and then... Well, the fact that the UK, he's allowed even bloody back into something else, isn't it? But we won't go into that on this. Mate, wouldn't happen here, mate. Just send a lock him up for a it's month. Mad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd be a, and then, you know, all the, all the, all the Aucklanders or Kiwis would get their bloody pitchforks out and then they would run you out of town, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, does you know this happen here, mate? You have, to, you have to, like, it's a lottery, right, to get a token, right? Or, you know, and then with the token, then you can um, come back into the country and fly uh, 30 to 40. And then there's like hundreds and thousands of applications trying to get into New Zealand. And these are from like genuine Kiwis, right? Trying to get back. Mate, into you'd be better off chartering a boat. You'd be, yeah. literally be better off chartering a boat. You know what I mean? You'd get, the you'd get there quicker than you could get a flight. Probably, you'd yeah. Get there quicker you'd... than you could get a flight. Got a lot of Yanks stuck out at sea right now trying to get into the country. Yeah, I can imagine that, mate. You lot are ruthless, mate. You're a lot of ruthless, isn't it? That don't mess about. As soon as you, as soon as you left New Zealand waters, mate, that's it. You're no longer one of us. You're uh, exactly. You're out but, mate, your own. As soon as you sneeze, mate, the whole country closes down. Yeah, do you mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you hear about that? Did you hear about what happened in Adelaide in Australia? The hopes oh? they faked coronavirus, so they 
faked and said, oh, yeah, they had coronavirus. Everyone went into a panic and they locked it down and it just turned out it was a hoax. Oh, really? Did they get caught, though? I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was listening to someone rattle on about it the other day. I was like, wow. Yeah, pizza, listen to this, COVID. Pizza workers lie for South Australia lockdown. South Australia decides to enter a statewide lockdown based on a lie told by a man with COVID-19 about his link to a pizza shop, police say. Um, the misinformation prompted health officials to assume the man had caught the virus during a very brief exposure. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Mate, you're making me hungry now. Talk about pizza. Yeah, you and me both. Mate, you must be living off like Deliveroo and all them. Do you have over no, there? You... Uber Eats, Deliveroo? No, 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 mate. No, no, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uber Eats, Deliveroo, Just Eat, mate. We've got it all, mate. Just Eat, that's it. All. Yeah, uh, but no, it's not. It's not like Wales, mate. Wales is in proper lockdown here. You can still go to the shop and get whatever you want. Whereas over in, I got a mate who's in Wales. He's um, he's just outside Cardiff, and he's like over there. You can only buy like essential items and all that kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, listen to this. Listen to this. <laughs> Welsh Tesco's have banned the sale of kettles, bloody, <laughs> and kettles and toasters are on the ban list. It's mad, isn't it? <laughs> he was telling me that this guy. I was just like, man, that is mental. Oh, mate, in Cardiff, mate, they all eat now. Dustbins, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. dippers. Yeah, I can't. I'm not even going to try and do it. In yeah, the yeah. Cardiff slums. <laughs> <laughs> they look in the dustbin for something to eat. They find a dead rat and they think it's a treat in the Cardiff slums. <laughs> They've banned the sales of toasters. Toasters and kettles have been banned. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I watched it. I watched the game, mate. It was one of them where it was like, you know, I was thought to myself, ah, you know, Saturday night, put a bit of football on. Uh, you know, it'd be nice to see City give uh, Tottenham a bit of a pasting. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. It's, um, yeah, how the mighty have fallen, really. It's um, City are on. Um, best, the thing is, do you know what? Watching City actually reminds me a bit of watching Arsenal just after we'd done the Invincibles, where. Um, we were still a good team, you know. We, we still had like you know Vieira, Henri, Pires, Campbell, Ashley Cole. But you could tell we'd lost that aura about us. We'd become beatable. Um, do you know what I mean? And I think City now they are still a good team. They still play good football, but but they've become beatable. And um, you know they just have that suicidal high press. And, and you know credit to Tottenham, they hit them on the counter attack both times. And 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 yeah, you know they, they got what they deserved. And. Yes, yes, we shall see. But don't worry, don't 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 you worry, boys and girls at home. There is three certainties in life: death, taxes, and Tottenham bottling it when the pressure's on. So uh, it's a long season. It is a long season. Yeah, I'll right. tell you that. You're right. As uh, as Jacob Whitford likes to say, it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You you heard it all. You've heard it all. No, look, look, look at the table, though, mate. Um, it's a weird fact this one, but Spurs have not been top of the league since 2014. Mm. That's a yeah. That's baffling, isn't it? Well, it's not baffling. Yeah, it's, sorry, it's not baffling. But 2014 is the last time. Because you think of it, mate. Uh, you know, to be top of the league for a, a one week, like you know, one game week, it shouldn't be that hard when you look at it. But no, no, no. Six seasons, but, I mean, though, that's a long time. Yeah, not it even is, being it top is. for one week. You know, even like teams like. Um, I think Southampton were top of the league for what a few yeah, hours. Yeah, Southampton. Everton, season, Everton's right? been Everton's been top of the top, right? haven't they? Yeah, yeah, Leicester. No, I get that. that but it only counts, mate. Uh, who's top of the league in May? So, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, are, you, are you worried, mate? Are you worried about um, whether Joe says he's found the formula there at Spurs? They're quite a, a jammy team, you know. They. They're defending um, quite well, but then they get that yeah. goal on the counter-attack. And it, sometimes yeah, yeah. it's not deserving, but they just somehow find a way now to get points. I think what I'm more worried about is that Liverpool and City look a bit weaker this year rather than Tottenham in their current state, if, if that makes sense. Because I think that, you know, with, you know, City has obviously lost a couple of big, big, names, you know, uh, Silver's gone now, you know, company's been gone for a couple of seasons. They're not quite 
they're not quite the same. Um, you know, they've lost Sane as well. Um, and then Liverpool, Van Dijk going is a game change. So I don't, yes, I think Tottenham has got better, but I think it's more of a case of the competition has got worse, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, look at look at, look at so, Silva. Like Silva's with um, Real Sociedad, the top of the league in La Liga. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, of course. Am I worried? No. Could I be worried in say three months' time? Then yes, is is the answer. But I think it really depends on on how the other teams around them do in terms of you know Liverpool. Um, you know Liverpool's probably where I'm sort of pinning my hopes on. To be honest, you know I expect now you know Chelsea, Leicester, Southampton. It's hard to. Hard to call, but um, yeah, I think Tottenham are certainly in a good position. They've got a good team and they've got goals in them. I think that's the most important thing. You look at the front three, you know, um, Kane, Son, Bergwijn, and then you've got you know Bale coming off the bench. There's there's goals in there, isn't there? And then they got they got some big boys at the back who are threat from set piece. So you know they they're 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 they're, they're a good side. They're a good side. Um, so I think they'll be there or thereabouts this season. But I still think they if Liverpool play to their potential and how they can play, I think Tottenham will fall short. Um, elsewhere, uh, Chelsea beat Newcastle 2-0. Fair, give, I think you've got to give Chelsea a bit of credit because I think start of the season, obviously they were coming under routine criticism, but I think what a lot of people had failed to remember is I think they brought something like six players in, seven players in in the off-season. So, you know, and it's a reduced off-season as well, so they hadn't had the opportunity to, to gel, whereas it looks like, you know, they're starting to, starting to start, come together as a squad now, aren't they? Yeah, I'm surprised that Tammy Abraham is getting more game time this season. I thought he had lost his place, you know? Yeah, I thought the same. I thought he should have moved on. But um, I think, yeah, because it is interesting because they've obviously got Timo Werner um, and they've got Abraham and they seem to be rotating between the two, don't they? Yeah. Um, and Havertz has sort of come into his own as well. Um, but then I suppose I suppose you, you've also got to rotate, don't you, with everything going on at the moment? So, you know, yeah, he's always going to get the minutes, isn't he, Abraham? But I agree with you. I thought he'd be more second fiddle than what he has been. Mm. Elsewhere, uh, Brighton, Villa. That was a great game, one. actually. It was really good. I watched that last night. I had it on in the background. It was, you know, proper up and up and back, back and forth, very open game of football. Uh, um, Danny Welbeck, right? Yeah, rolling back the years. Back, do, do, rolling do, back do, the years. It was a great goal. Back, do, do, do. It was, yeah, I mean, yeah, Welbs with, uh, you know, say what you like about Welbs. I think injuries have sort of kind of ruined his, his career. He had a lot of potential when, when the guy was younger, but yeah. you know, he's still got a little, 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 little glimpses of quality here and there. Yeah, it was a, it was a up, yeah, up and down game. Villa, we look at the highlights, mate. Villa should have won that game. They had a lot of chance. They just couldn't finish their finish their dinner, could they? When you look at it, it was uh, you know they were leaving crumbs all over the place, mate. It was mad. You know that, that, I mean? The Trezeguet. Yeah. I mean, not the Fred Trezeguet, the Egyptian Trezeguet. You missed yeah, a sitter. Yeah, I know. There was a and there was some you know some pullbacks as well. Okay, but, it was, it was, yeah. Well, I was happy, mate, anyway, because um, the amount of people that transferred Grealish and Barkley in the uh, fantasy football, I was happy with the. No, Barkley, Barkley, he was off in the first 10 minutes, I think, with really, yeah. a muscular injury. Do you think he's been unlucky not being selected for England? The worst decision he ever made was leaving Everton to go to Chelsea mm. whenever that was. Say, Let's say that's three years ago. Because yeah. um, he was playing some great football at Everton. He was playing week in, week out. And then, unfortunately, when, when you go to Chelsea, the biggest problem is you, you know that as a player, you're going to change manager a couple of times. Yeah, and yeah. so, and, and they did that, didn't they? Um, you know, he, for argument's sake, let's say that he was signed by, say he was signed by Conte or, he, you know, and then you've got um, Sarri's come in, then you've got Lampard's come in. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, you've, you know, and that is it. I think he was just unlucky. Um, if he, I think he should, you know, he, 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 I think he's at his level, isn't he? You know, he's a good player. His consistency has been an issue with Barkley, isn't it? You look at him and his career, and we know he has moments of brilliance and genius, but over, a, you know, even if it's 10 games on the bounce, you know you'll get maybe two good ones, you know, four four average ones and, 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 and you, know, uh, you know, a few bad ones along the way there as well. So it's, it's yeah. difficult. Like, from an England perspective, um, do you see anyone breaking in the mould now? Because, like, you see, like, Southgate's got his boys. He's got Mount, you know, Mount's his his main boy there. When you look at that cam well, roll. You know? it's, it's interesting because, I mean, you know, there's a lot of talk about Madison, wasn't there, probably mm. about, uh, you know, 12 months ago. Um, and, you know, Madison's obviously, you know, got an injury. So, yeah, 
But then you come back into the fold, you look at Oxley chamberlain for, for Liverpool when he's fit and playing, he can be devastating in the middle of the park. Um, obviously, like you said, you've got you've got Barkley in there as well. Um, it's it's hard to tell. I think it's still early days, isn't it? We're a long way out from there's a lot of football to be played between now and the Euros, and yeah. it really depends on on injuries and, and all sorts of things. But I think you're right. I think Southgate's got his squad, didn't he? Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I think what you've seen with Southgate, which I don't really like, is all his creativity comes from the wings and he hasn't really got anything in the middle of the park, does he? So he doesn't... Because when he plays that sort of 5-2-3, five, five, you're not playing with a cam, are you? This mm. is the crazy thing. You know, you're playing with two, two sitting midfielders. You're playing with... Um, now, whether it's Anderson, Calvin Phillips has played there, um, Rice has played there, Mount's played in, in, in the sitting role, Ward-Prowse. So, you know, you almost say to yourself, is he going to pick, uh, you know, many central attacking midfielders? Because in order yeah. to have the central attacking midfielders, you've got to play him in a in a three, innit? And, mm. um, you know, England's got a breadth and depth of, of wide players. You look at Sancho, you look at Rashford, you look at Sterling, you look at, you know, you've got young Saka, you've got Greenwoods, um, you know, Foden's been playing out there, although you could say, oh, he's a, he's a cam. So I think it really does depend with, with what formation he goes with. Yeah. No, I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't rate Southgate personally. I don't, I've, I've, I've given him enough time. I just don't, I don't think he's got enough substance to his, to his, to his football. Um, yeah. he's, he reminds me of the modern, he's a modern day Sven, isn't he? Modern day Sven. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're stuck with him until at least the Euros. Anyway, you know, by a disaster in the Euros, let's just say you get knocked out in the group stage, then you will have to go. I think yeah, that he'll, yeah. he'll, be, he'll be given a World Cup again. I think that's the thing. Like, well, the thing about Southgate is he's a safe pair of fans, isn't he? This is yeah. the reality. He's, you know, he's not going to be nothing. You know, England's had their, their hands burnt. You know, the fingers burnt in the pie with the likes of Allardyce, etc., etc. <laughs> and so he's a bit, he's, he's, he's a bit like a Hodgson. He's a safe pair of hands. You know, he's. No, he's he's not the best manager in the world at all, but he's he's you know he's a, he's a club he's a he's a club and country man, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, the other game uh, yesterday, uh, May United West Brom. Oh gosh, this was a, a VAR spectacular. This one. That's like back in the old days under Fergie, isn't it? Yeah. They've got the referees in their in their back pocket, mate. It's mad. I've never seen anything like it, mate. With the amount of penalties I've got this season and everything going along, it's um. That's fraudulent, really, isn't it? Let's talk about the the penalty. Well, the one they were awarded. Oh no, sorry. Let's talk about the West Brom one first, because that actually happened early in the game. Fernandez pulled out. I can't. I don't know the guy. Other Gallagher was it or someone? Someone went down from West Brom. Yeah. Anyway, it was a stonewall penalty. Oh, it was hundred percent. And then VAR um, decides else. <laughs> I'm, do you know what? I'm a hundred percent with Slavin Village. It's that little yeah. guy, small guy, isn't it? It's bullshit. It is, isn't it? And it gets overturned, and then looks what happened. Look what happened. Then Man United get a penalty. Ah, oh, the keeper. Uh, what's his name? Johnston. Yeah, I, f- I feel sorry for him because he makes a cracking save for the penalty off Bruno, mm. and then uh, it's a retake because he comes off his line. I mean, yeah. I know. It, what's the ruling with that, mate? Being an you can't you can't move off you can't move off your well I don't know the rules of the game anymore because it's changed that many bloody times um, it's um it's you can't move off your line until the ball's been kicked actually that's the that that is and was the rule okay. so, so because he's moved off his line before the ball's been kicked then yeah so then, a keeper so a keeper can in theory the ball's been kicked the keeper can run up to the six yard box effectively if he was that fast right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah. So basically, <laughs> yeah, you, you can't move off the line until okay. the ball's been kicked. If that makes uh, sense. Okay. So that's that's the rule. But then the way I see it is, so bear with me on this one. Mm. If someone has smacked it in the top left-hand corner and I've gone off my line before it's kicked, and I still happen to save it, I don't think that makes a massive difference. Where but where it does make a difference, them coming off their line early is the. The, the, the penalties which are effectively hit close to the goalkeeper yeah. um, and, and the ones which are easy for them to save. Whereas if you've smacked it in the bottom left or the bottom right or top left and top right and the keeper's come off his line early and pulled off a worldly, worldly save, yeah. I don't see what difference it is him coming early. Do you know what I mean? It's only when someone hits an absolute rubbish penalty and they just scuff it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, eh? Because like, do you see that in, the, in America? The MLS, they've got their playoffs, right? MLS soccer and um, Orlando 
playing uh, New York City, right? It went to penalties. Yeah. And um, the keeper, who was already in the yellow, he comes off his line. He gets booked again, so he gets sent off in the, in the penalty shootout. And then yeah. because they've used all those substitutions during the game, the the sub goalkeeper can't come into the goal, so they swap it with a defender or an outfield player, and he manages mm. to save the pen and win the game for them. You know what I mean? But mm. I've seen that before, a, a, a keeper gets booked for coming off the line. Yeah, I know. Unless he's been warned, unless the referee's warned him yeah. multiple times, you sort of think <laughs> yourself really. Anyway, it's the sort of shit you expect from Mike Dean, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, they've got a new one now, haven't they? Um, what's the guy's name? It was Coot, I think it was. No, Coot. That was the referee the other day. Um, I've looked on Instagram, mate, and there's a photo of his like uh, page on Facebook, and mm. his background or the cover photo on his profile, his personal profile, is Old Trafford. <laughs> there you go, There's, mate. Don't surprise me whatsoever. There's not surprise. It's all they're all bent. It's all corrupt. But did you see the stats, mate, for the for United in the last year? Um, 16% of their goals have come from penalties. Mad. Russell, Bruno. Bruno, I'll tell you what. Bruno Hernandez, mate, I don't know what the statistics are, but I would say 80% of his goals come from penalties. Oh, it's more than half. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's mad. Yeah. Absolutely mad. And that was, you know what, mate? That was United's first home win of the season in the league. Yeah, yeah. They've been poor as well, haven't they? But, um, yeah, so... They had a pull start because remember there was a lot of talk about Oli Gunnar Solskjaer getting sacked. And I yeah. think the Everton result, the Everton result at Goodison sort of saved his bacon, didn't it? When they won three yeah. one, I think it was. That's right, know. yeah, that's right. If you listen to the last podcast of Ryan, yeah, he has a, some uh, <laughs> choice words oh, to say about Oli. That he, he, I'll be honest with you, he's a nice bloke, but the geezer sometimes with his predictions, he hasn't got a Scooby Doo, has he? <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know, you look look at it and you just uh, you think to yourself. You know, your, your, your mouth is moving faster than your brain. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about the fantasy football, right? So last, uh, um, so, okay. So the last game week, which is obviously, yeah, it was before the international break. So Ryan, uh, he captained, sorry, he triple captained um, Song, right? And Song got a grand total of nine points <laughs> off the triple captain. Yeah, it's brilliant. He got three points on the way. Yeah, three yeah, points yeah, yeah. that game out of like all the games to pick Son as a captain, a triple captain. I know he gets three points. I still, I, <laughs> mate, he's never gonna, he's never gonna live down that FA Cup semi final. We had yeah, an absolute mare there, didn't he? We bigging up, bigging up the hair, and that just went that that went down like a lead balloon. Mate. You know what I mean? He was just oh dear. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, you can't, you know that. <laughs> that really backfired didn't it? it was just you know you can't make that up oh mate it's living meme Ryan Williams but we love him um, yeah with the United um, I was quite happy with uh, Bruno or Penandes they like to call him because I captained him this week on fantasy football it's the first time I bought him actually so um, he got me the goal and the clean sheet so, it, um, it must be do you know what Eddie yeah. I mean I, I don't have the stats and I'm, I'm almost making this up you know I'm when United are playing against sort of bottom bottom half of the table team, they must almost be a guarantee to get a penalty a game. It must be. What's the statistics? Someone, someone, I'm sure you've got some you know viewer out there who's big on the statistics, but they must be getting close to a penalty a game against some of these bottom half teams. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I remember the, the Newcastle game, there was a penalty there, wasn't there? Um, I think uh, when they played Newcastle, which was a few games back. Um, it's, it's mad, absolutely mad, the amount of penalties which get given. Ah, oh, mate, I'm just looking at my fantasy team now. Bugger, I was... Because Salah um, was out, right, for this game, right? Or the next... Sorry, the two games, isn't he? Um, yeah. So I thought... Oh, I thought Leicester might do them, right? Because that's when they've got no centre-backs, right? Um, Liverpool right now. But look, they're 2-0 up. And Robertson, who have benched, he's just got the assist. Ah, oh, bastard. Yeah, the problem... <laughs> Liverpool... Liverpool sorry, sorry, Leicester... I, I, they blow hot and hot, hot and cold like the wind, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's like they are, they'll they'll spank a team like they did City, or you know they'll put a team away on like in a brilliant performance like what they've done against Arsenal. You know, counter attack you know away from home, and then the games which you think they're a certainty to win, they somehow lose, don't they? Yeah. Um, <sighs> that it, it does not surprise me at all, Leicester. They, it's almost like when the when the pressure is on them, they can't deliver. They're that kind of team, aren't they? Oh, that's ruined it, mate. I, I picked Justin and he's got a yellow card already and a 2-0 down. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, 
You look at Leicester, look at the games they've lost this season. They've lost 3-0 to West Ham, they've lost 1-0 to Villa, and they've done 2-0 with a Liverpool team, which they've got no... It's just it's weird, isn't it? And yeah. then you look at the games they win, smack City 6-0 away from home, they beat Arsenal away from home. It's just... It, it, they're, they're a weird football as, you know, as soon as the pressure is on, it just doesn't, they can't perform. Mate, looking at your fantasy team, are you still playing? Mate, I've had a mare. You know, let, let's let, move on. Next subject. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, mate. Yeah, it's not, it's not worth mentioning. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, uh, I'm not, I, the problem is I, I, I just get so busy during the week with work, I forget to update it. That's the problem. I, do you know what I need to do? I need to get one of my associates to to, to, to run my team for me. There's actually one. <laughs> I, I might actually do that. There's a youngster in the office. He's bloody football mad, and that's what he talks about. I might get him to, to, to run my football team. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Uh, the games um, overnight. Oh, well, it was this morning, wasn't it? Well, for me, anyway. Uh, which one did we talk about? Fulham. It was, it was on the BBC, wasn't it? Yeah, on the Beebs. Went down to um, Everton 3-2. Yeah, unbelievable. Fulham's not having a good, good run, are they? No. I forgot they're in the Premier League, to be fair. Yeah, they're not having a good run. <laughs> um, Ever- they're not having a good run. I mean, fair play to Everton. Everton, you know, the Calvert-Lewin train just keeps rolling on, doesn't it? I mean, he's got to be England's England's nailed on number two, doesn't he? Dragon. Yeah, I mean, what, what he's got, you know, Kane's number one. He's got to be number two, doesn't he? 100%. How many strikers would they pick, though? I think they'd pick two, wouldn't they? Or maybe three? I, I, I think they'd go, bear with me on this one. I see them picking, like, um, Kane, Calvert-Lewin and, like, a Rashford who can be a yeah. versatile sort of... So, really, effectively, only, only two strikers and then Rashford's sort of the utility winger, I think so, striker. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically, think... you've got you've got um, if you look at it, you've got like Ings, Abraham, um, Ra- uh, not Rashford, um, Calvert Lewin, and like Valley's ruled himself out. But like you probably got one spot available left now up front because Kane and yeah. Rashford are dead certain, right? So you've only got one. Let's say you're an English striker in the league now. There's literally one spot left then. And they're all fighting. Yeah, for no, agree, no, agree. Which is why I think it's suicide that we keep coming with this five at the back nonsense. Because mm. our strength is arguably, I don't think we're that great of a defensive team, to be honest with you. Which is why I sort of look at it and think, why mm. do we want to play five at the back? Well, well, you could, yeah, uh, especially when you consider that goals is what wins you tournaments. Elsewhere, uh, West Ham they beat Sheffield one 0 I think yeah, Sheffield. Look, Sheffield Ham, going down, mate. They're going down. Mate, West Ham have come back from the dead, mate, and it's so it's it's, t- it's typical them. They, do you know what I mean? They've got that Cockney sort of uh, a bit of luck about them. I don't know how they've done that. Where they were sunk, they were a sunk. They Moises brought them back from the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> they were dead. They were absolutely dead, bro. They were done. Do you know what I mean? They were on the bottom of the ocean. Um, you know, and it's it's mad. But then, do you know what? Football's a funny game because sometimes, and, and, and bear with me on this one. Mm. All it takes is a little run of results, right? You know, three, four, five games where you play all right and your fortunes change entirely. And it started with the Tottenham game, obviously, when they managed to come back from from, from a 3-0 down to draw 3-3. And since then, they've had a good little run. Yeah, I think it's, it's sort of extended from last year because, you know, we always joke about how they wake up in March, right? Usually. Yeah, of course. They sleep for like the most of the season, and in March they wake up, pick a few points and a few wins, and then they do, stay do you know up. what? If, if if any if you've got any viewers out there who are West Ham fans, all the West Ham fans just keep rabbiting on about the West Ham way. It's a riddle to me. I don't understand what it is. What is the West Ham way? I think um, this is the thing that goes back to like the Bobby Moore days, right? Yeah, of course. No, no, no just, just, of course. Yeah, I get that. But I mean, like, what in recent years? What is what is the West Ham? I, I thought the West Ham way in recent years was like Grant Noble. Wasn't it Grant Noble? No, Mark Noble. Mark Noble, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Mark the Grant. Who the fuck's Grant Noble? Uh, Mark <laughs> Noble. <laughs> I'm not the Google who Grant Noble is, but Mark <laughs> Noble was usually him. Oh, no, was it him? No. Yeah, it was him hoofing the ball forward to Andy Carroll or Carton Cole. Carton Cole lays it off to uh, Kevin Nolan. Yeah, 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 Goal. exactly. exactly. That, that's yeah, a, that, exactly. I thought that was the, 
the West Ham way. Yeah. <laughs> they have that very, very brief renaissance. The, the last season at Upton Park under um, under bloody Billich when you had Pyatt and um, they were playing some some good football, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that does the rounds, eh? Every now and then on social media. Payet's goals, like... Yeah, he's, he's top with <laughs> free kicks. What a waste, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where is he now? <laughs> All right, I'm sure that you're, you're wanting to burn this off your chest right now. Uh, the game this morning, um, Leeds, Arsenal. I don't know how that game finished nil, no, but I, I reckon you got away with one there. I think we did, yeah. I mean, I'm sober as a judge, Edzie, which is the first time this season actually watching Arsenal. Um, you know, usually I... Um, I'm down in copious amounts of something, but um, no, sober as a judge, and I'm fairly level-headed about it. We did well to get a point because they hit the woodwork about half a dozen times, and um, yeah, we had a Pepe moment of madness. Really, if you're gonna if you're gonna nut someone, just knock him out. Don't do any of this bloody, you know, pretending to sort of, you know, bump heads together stupidness. Really, um, and then yeah, we were down to you know ten men for effectively the best part of forty minutes. So. Uh, it was not a, bad, not a bad result for us. I mean, we are, we're not in a good place at the moment. That's the reality. I think a lot of our fans are an embarrassment, really. I think, mm. you know, a lot of the Arsenal fans, you know, po- I don't know what it is, mate, but post-hybrid, we've attracted a bunch of mugs, mate. You know what I mean? Not proper Arsenal. People calling for Arteta out, saying we should have got Mourinho and all of this nonsense. I'd rather be in the bloody, you know, conference league than have that guy as our manager. He's just... You know, it's not what the Arsenal's about, mate. You know, we're a classy club. We're about our values, our tradition, our history. That guy, he's a he's a whore. Mate. He's an absolute whore. You look at where he's been and what he's done. And you, think, you don't want that guy in your house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think our fans have just got unrealistic expectations. We, you know, it's going to take a while for us to rebuild. Um, and you know, it is what it is. You just got to stick by your football team, don't you? But like I said, I think you know a lot of us, you know support based post hybrid not a lot of it but you know we've got that minority of fans which just I don't know what it is about them do you know what I mean they just every time we, we lose just slate us off and you know it's it's not easy mate English football is not easy at the moment that's all I'm going to say it's hard it's a hard place to sort of you know try and be successful so when I was looking at the like the live VD printer right, on BBC and you see all these texts coming through and saying Arteta around all this stuff. I'm like, no, it's a disgrace. It's just, disgrace. just come out of international window for fuck's sake. Like it's everyone disgrace, has a hangover. Do you know playing... what's funny yeah. though? After Man United game, everyone's heralding him as the best thing ever because yeah. we pulled off some tactical, you know, one nil away from home. And it's just a couple of bad games and everyone's mugging him off. I mean, the bloke's a young manager. He's never managed before. Um, he's come into Arsenal fresh. Mm. Um, you know, we've got, a few holes, you know, our squad's good, but we, our midfield is almost non, non-existent from the creative options. And yeah, it's, you just got you, you got to just, you know, give him time, really. I think that's the only thing about it. And I think, like I said, part of our fan base is it's just a disgrace, really. That's the only, you know, these are, I guarantee you, mate, the same people who were abusing Arsene Wenger, the same people who, you know, were calling for Emery to get sacked, the same people... You know, who said, oh, yeah, Arteta is the wrong person to come in. Then he wins the FA. But this is what these people are, mate. And yeah. the reality is you've got to support your football club through thick and thin. You know, these people are a disgrace, mate. They're an absolute disgrace. They're not even, they're not proper Arsenal. And they should not pretend to be fans of our football club. You know, if you can't support us like, you know, at a time like this, then sod off. Yeah, like, uh, if you look at the game, mate, like, like the stats, I think stats can be quite deceiving sometimes in football. And, you know, yes... Leeds got 25 shots on goal, but four only on target, right? Whereas Arsenal had nine shots and then two on target. So you'd say we Arsenal won the had... game. We, we could have yeah, exactly. easily could've we, won we had chances. Yeah. We, we had chances to, 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 to win the game. I think on the balance of probability, whenever you go down to 10 men and play pretty much a half of football with, with, with 10 men, you, you would always take a, a draw, wouldn't you? Yeah, um, exactly. Pretty much. Any, any day of the week. But I mean, look, it's, it's a long season, Mackenzie. Come on, it's a long season. And this is the thing which I, I think a lot of fans are, you know, being unrealistic about. Yes, we've not had a good start to the season, but you look at the table and we we're only five points off four. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's it's it's, it's, it's not it's not the be all or end all. Do you know what I mean? We have we're literally five points off fourth. Uh, you know, we go on a run of good wins and it, it turns around for us. And yes, I think we've got massive issues, but you're just gonna to have to roll with the punches, as 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 you as they would say. Yeah, it's a long season, man. You've only what five points oh, off top exactly. four. Exactly. So. 
Exactly. I mean, and, and this is the problem, mate. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of these top four clubs attract absolute divs, mate. You know what I mean? Absolute divs. You know, people which they don't go to the games, they don't go in the ground, you know, they or if they do, they just, you know, the sort of people which moan wins, they don't get behind the team. You think to yourself, you know, come on, get behind the team. Well, you know, it's it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing, really. And then, you know, ask for fan TV and all that bullshit. It's just, <laughs> it really is, mate. You know, you think to yourself, wow, is this, is this what, yeah, is this is this what it's come to? Yeah, that's fair enough, mate. So um, it's safe to say that you uh, you still trust in the process, right? Look, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's like you know, I think Arteta is basically yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's building the plane as he's trying to fly it. Really, that's the <laughs> that's the only way you can uh, you can describe it. I think at the moment, um, and I think. From our perspective, our fans have got unrealistic expectations because if we were going to do proper change, we would have got rid of Wenger circa 2015 and we would have brought in like a Klopp or like a Guardiola, right? And mm. We chose not to do that. Um, and unfortunately, it's, uh, you know, we hit rock bottom and now we're sort of, you know, on the sort of bounce back. We've got some good young players and I think in a couple of years' time, we're not far away. You know, we, we bring in, you, you bring in a couple of world-class midfielders into that team, good world-class attacking midfielders, and we're not far off where we need to be. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, it's just, yeah, if he can get it right going forward, I think the defence is solid. He's, he's you know, improved that a lot. Parties come in. It's, um, yeah, it's a long season. I don't think people, anyone who's overreacting now will look like an idiot come the end of the season, I think. I never understand when people go, you know, oh, sack the manager now. It's like November... Um, we just come out of international window. You've got loads of games lean up to Christmas and over the festive period. And then you want to sack a manager. Who are you going to bring in? Who Who is available right now that you'd bring in? Well, and I think, I think you know, who's, who probably illustrates better than anything else is Man City. I mean, yeah. they've signed Pep to a new contract. And I don't know if Pep's quite as good as he once was. I think he's still a brilliant manager. But has he, you know, as he peaked, who, who knows? But... There's, there's not there's not there's not a great market for managers out there and, and I think you've hit the nail on the head there and I think a lot of fans have just got to be be careful what they wish for actually I think Arteta's there for the long haul to be fair so why well, would you yeah. want to get rid of him you've, he's had a good no, start he, I think he's had a good start he won, he's won, yeah he won the cup you know against all odds you know yeah. getting past City and, and, and Chelsea and you know you've got to just give the guy a bit of time. like I said I think it's just a problem with a lot of the, you know, the modern day football fans isn't it just totally impatient yeah that's right that's right and I would, you know what? I would rather us do it the right way, give Arteta the time, and try and get in some scumbag like Mourinho. You know, that would just, you know, that'd be the end of it. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm I'm looking at the score here now. Liverpool still leading two 0 Oh, mate, I'm regretting leaving Robertson on the bench. Oh, he's on nine points so far. Oh, come on, Leicester! Someone just score a goal to deny no, Robertson no. the clean sheet. Oh, mate, I've done it again, mate. I've done it again. <laughs> Happens all the time, mate. When it comes to fantasy football, you've got to you know, try and count your wins rather than losses. Cause... Right, uh, counting my wins, mate. The championship's looking pretty good for the Swans. Yeah, do you know what? I, I, I've got a good feeling about Swansea this season in the championship. I think you, 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 you could do something, mate. You could do something. Um, you know, I look at it and I think to myself, forget Norwich. They're, they're not going to come back to the league. They've got nothing to that of, of value to add. Yeah, Bournemouth could potentially bounce back. There's not much there. They're a bit of a spare parts job at the moment, aren't they? They've lost all of the, the engines being stripped out. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's literally <laughs> just a, the spare parts. And I look at it and I think to myself, uh, you know, Bristol, I wouldn't mind Bristol up. I wouldn't mind Swansea coming back up. And then maybe, um, no, I'm not interested in Stoke, not interested in Middlesbrough, not in, yeah. certainly not interested in, in Millwall or Luton. Mate, but, it's, it's interesting with Brentford. It looks like they, they have well and truly fallen off the cliff, haven't they? Yeah, brilliant, mate. Thomas Frank, yeah, you fucking cunt. Your mate, your mate <laughs> Thomas Frank, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck him. I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> he can get fucked, eh? I hope he gets oh. sacked. He needs to get sacked, mate. Any Brentford fans listening, get Frank out. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's interesting, though, because I think, you know, from a... The championship, you just need to be like slow and steady in it. Not going yeah. too hard too early, just slow and steady. So, uh, yeah, I'll be watching that one with interest. Mate, it's it's, it's looking good. I've got, to, I've got to be honest with you, mate. Like, um, we've had, before the international window, we had two tricky away games. We should have beat Brentford. I don't know how we drew against them. 
Should have beaten Norwich. Don't know how we lost against them, but um, we've got a run of games now at home, which we should win. But knowing Swan, he'll do it the hard way. So you got you got a lot you got a lot of time left. So a lot I'm of games. I'm, I'm all, not going to yeah. count my eggs yet, mate. But um, we're looking good. We're about eight points now ahead of Cardiff in the league, which is very important. And then we've got the derby coming up soon. I think mid December. So. I think both of us have got derbies coming up soon, mid-December. Yeah, right? Cardiff's falling off. Car- Cardiff's falling off. Yeah, we've got Tottenham in two games. Cardiff's falling off the cliff as well, haven't they? Yeah, which is great, mate. This is good. We need to keep building yeah. them. Hopefully, there will be a, you know, what the gap will widen soon um, between, you know, the top five and the rest of the league. Um, but yeah, it's looking good, but I'm not. I'm not saying we get. Promoted. I'm sure, mate. I'm sure you would love. It. I'm. I'm sure you. Would, I'm sure you would love that for Swansea to come back to the Premier League. That would be like a right. Christmas. That would well, not Christmas. That would be like. A, yeah, that'd be like you know, a short windfall with money, wouldn't it? Oh, we need to get rid of the Yanks, mate. That's like the only way we'll get rid of them. Like I, we thought about it and thought, well, if we get relegated yeah, to League yeah. One, would they go? Probably, but who would buy a League One club? Do you know what I mean? So the other, hey, we've, we've, got the the other same, option, we've got the same problem. The other mate. option is to try and get out of the league and hopefully the Yanks pay up or leave and um, some sheep comes in. You know? I, don't, so, I, see, I, don't, I think it's, I, I don't believe in foreign ownership. I don't I think English British clubs should be I, I, you can't I don't think foreign ownership should be allowed personally. I think it's a whole load of nonsense. I think it's a whole load of nonsense because you get you might get one one or two good owners, but then you get so much just shit come through the league. But all they're interested in is trying to buy the buy the club, and then you know that they're not interested in the football and just sell it off for a profit at some stage. And then you look at the sort of stunt which the the Glazer family and the bloody you know the Liverpool owners have tried to pull recently with this project big picture and all of this sort of stuff. It's just get them all out, mate. As far as I'm concerned. That leads us to our last little topic, really, of uh, foreign ownership. Um, the small club in North Wales, Wrexham, who are the fourth biggest club <laughs> in Wales. I'll just remind people out there, they're the fourth biggest, have been bought over by um, Ryan Reynolds. Unbelievable. <laughs> the Hollywood it? actor, Ryan Reynolds. Does he... Does he even know where Wrexham is? This is what I want to know. That's is he even yeah. I, he's never been there before, obviously. Do you know what I mean? But let alone, he have no idea where it is. Right, it's Deadpool versus Welshpool in the Welsh Cup. I know it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable! That is. Do you reckon you're going to get like random tourism to to Wrexham now from like different parts of the world? Well, when they can come in, right? Yeah, of course. Well, of course, yeah. of course. The whole thing with Ryan Reynolds, he's coming in with some other guy, Rob McKelney, right? Um, mm. he's, he's something as well in America. And um, they were looking at clubs, and I think Port Vale and a few other lowly clubs in around that area they were looking at, and they, they came across Wrexham. So I think the idea is, is they're going to pump about £2 million into the, the club and then make a documentary. It's sort of um, the only Rags the, the richest story. You know what, the only, yeah, the only thing I can think of is like, you know, when you um, you start on like Football Manager or you start on like, you know, the, the, the bloody, you know, career mode or whatever it is, and you, you, you have to choose, like, you can't choose a big side because you haven't got enough, you know, uh, credentials or whatever. You've got to start at the bottom, do you know what I mean? And the only thing I can think of is they can't afford to buy anything else, uh, which is mad because, you know, it's probably a fire sell at the moment. It, every bloody EFL club is pretty much, you know, strapped for cash. So someone came in with a, you know, fairly reasonable offer, they would jump at it, wouldn't they? Let's have a look at his uh, net worth. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. He's worth $150 million. $150 million. Oh, his wife sure, as well. So she, she's, she's got some money too. 16 mil. Yeah, a few, few pints at the pub, that, isn't it? I'm not sure what the connection is. They're obviously not from Wrexham or have any connection from Wrexham. But, you know, they want to... This is, I'm quoting them, by the way. They want to uh, make Wrexham a global power force <laughs> in the English game. <laughs> I, if it ever happens... No, it never, never happened. I can't see it. Let me Champions League football in six seasons. Easy. <laughs> crazy. Well, crazier things have happened, isn't it? It's, it's, a, it's a brilliant story. It's probably the biggest story that has been in football in the last month or so. All yeah. credit to them. I, I wish I wish Wrexham all the luck because um I mean me too as well. I mean, like it's not a part of the world or a team which you know ever would attract much noise. I think this is their 
their chance to get a bit of time in the sun. You know, what I mean, probably a bit like Leicester back in back yeah. in. Sort of, you know, I, I think it's good, mate, because um, I think for fans out there who just heard that they're probably just known about the name Wrexham in the last few weeks or so, but Wrexham are the third oldest club in the professional game. A long history of playing in the football league. You know, the f- most famous win came against you a lot in the effort. Yeah, yeah, early, early 90s, yeah. And there was a night, yeah, third round of the 91, 92 um, FA Cup, Mickey Thomas, a cracking free kick. And literally, it, I, when you look yeah, at yeah, um, FA Cup I, shots... I know a couple of, of Gooners who were at that game. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. the, bru- a, yeah, the no, bruised no, banana no, kit, I know mate. Gooners who were at that game. The bruised banana kit. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like that I said, I know a couple... I know a couple of gooners who are at that game. Unbelievable. And the reason why that's such a big shock is because um, I think Wrexham probably like fourth division then, but Arsenal at the time were the champions of England. 100%, yeah. And and, and we, we had a good record in the FA Cup around that, around that time. We won, the, we won the FA Cup the season after, I believe, actually. I think that's about right, actually. Yeah, I think we did win the FA Cup the season after. Um, so yeah, we, we had a good good record in in the cup competitions in and around there. So it's um, yeah, what a shock. Yeah, and um, I mean, since then, I, I remember they've been in non-league football now for thirteen years. I remember it was the day they got relegated. I think it was my one of the last games for the Swans. I think when we were in League One. Mm. I, yeah, it was the season that we got promoted from League One, and they went down that day. So, Mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's been a long time coming for them. I mean, thirteen years in non-league football. When you think of it, they they attract about three to four thousand uh, at home per game. When you look at it in non-league football, that's you know it's, it is crazy. You know, it's um, it's up there, isn't it? I mean, there's you know that's up there. The likes of your Lincolns and your um yeah, and your right. Grimsby's, isn't it? <laughs> so and you see smaller smaller clubs have gone up to the to the league too. And it basically it comes down to money, doesn't it? Really, like the look at the uh, success of smaller clubs like Fleetwood and stuff. Right, they've only gone up, or, uh, or um, Fleetwood and uh, Forest Green, they've only gone up because they've had huge benefactors come in and just buy the leagues. Right, Salford City, another no, one. You know, so all, all credit to them. Hopefully, yeah. they do well and. You know, give us some competition because uh, we're not getting competition from Cardiff anyway. Maybe Newport, but um... <laughs> Newport, yeah, 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 unbelievable. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I think we'll leave it there, mate. I've um, got to head off to work in a bit. So, um, what are you looking forward to for the next few weeks then? Uh, Christmas, mate. Just we'll go with that one. Christmas, we'll go. With, we'll go. Let's go with Christmas and the North London derby. Let's see if Arsenal surprise me. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll have you on back again um, before the derby. All right. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. The only <laughs> way's up for me. I can't get much. Can't get much worse, mate. Um, Arsenal's not bringing me any joy and, and satisfaction at the moment, but. Not that life is really at the moment, anyway. So it's uh, <laughs> at least at least it's at least things have been consistent, mate. That's the uh, that's the positive. Consistency is good. Oh, mate, I'll give you the last words, mate, before we head off. Well, you know what? All the viewers out there, anyone who's in lockdown like me, so right, always look on the bright side of life. And um, yeah, twenty twenty one's the year, mate. That's it. You heard it here first. Twenty twenty one. Things will things will get better. <laughs> All good, mate. Well, you take care, buddy. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me on. Always yeah. a pleasure. All good, buddy. All good. Well, um, thank you again for listening to another episode of the Extra Trials Football Podcast, the home of alternative football. And uh, we'll be back soon again. All right. Take care. Kaki Tamo.